This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers and technical professionals who want to succeed in both work and life. All right, in today's episode, I'm going to give you 10 steps for better collaboration with your engineering teams. That's right. Stop, collaborate, and listen. That's just a blast from the past. I never thought I'd actually quote Vanilla Ice, but collaboration probably is one of the most underrated things that engineers can do to expedite your career development. And not only am I going to give you 10 steps to becoming a better collaborator, but in the Take Action Today segment at the end of the show, I'm going to give you one reason that you must implement these steps because you really can't afford not to in your career. So sit tight. This is going to be a good one. Before we jump into these 10 steps to better collaboration, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode. If you're thinking about taking the FEPE or SE exam, I recommend that you check out PPI, the leader in engineering exam prep. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at PPI2Pass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use the promo code COACH for a 20% discount. I also want to mention that we do run an online community for engineers called the Engineering Mastermind. It's an attempt to bring together the most motivated engineers in the world to support each other, to grow and succeed. And we've just made a large investment into rebuilding and retooling the community. We're building an entire new form. In fact, we just had a phone call with a developer the other day, and it's looking amazing. We're just about to go into beta testing on it, and it'll be launched in January of 2016. But you can join now at theengineeringmastermind.com. And one of the things that we're going to be implementing is something called Engineering Career Focus Forum, which is going to be a monthly call at a regular time each month in the evening where you can jump on the call and talk about anything in your career. We get tons of questions from our listeners that come through the website, but I want to create a forum where you can get on the phone with myself and other motivated engineers and really talk through some of these challenges and get some kind of group coaching on it. So that's going to be a benefit for members of the Engineering Mastermind starting in 2017. All right, now I want to give you a quote related to today's topic to bring us into our main segment. And this is a quote other than Vanilla Ice. The quote is from Stephen Sanofsky, and it's as follows. When you delegate work to the member of the team, your job is to clearly frame success and describe the objectives. And this is important because delegation is part of collaboration, but it has to be done the right way. If you figure out how to delegate and you figure out how to collaborate, you're going to expedite your path to success as an engineering professional. All right, now it's time for the main segment of this episode of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to walk you through 10 steps to better collaboration for you as an engineer where you work on teams, I'm sure 90% of the time. So before I do that, let's talk about collaboration. What are some of the benefits of collaboration? I think a big one is synergy, right? When you put people together that are collaborating, there's a lot of positive energy there and momentum. That's powerful. There's strength in numbers for sure. 
Another big benefit to you personally is skill building. One of the things collaboration can do is it can really help you with your conflict resolution skills. We did an episode recently on conflict resolution, but dealing with teams and collaborating and learning how to work with people is only going to help you with some of your interpersonal skills. There's also benefits for companies. Really good collaboration avoids duplication of work and increases productivity. It can also help to quickly integrate new employees and get them up to speed. I think you get the picture that collaborating is very beneficial. Let's walk through these 10 specific steps I framed out for you. Step one, get to know your coworkers, your colleagues, and your team members. When you get to know people and you foster these relationships that I talk about so much on the podcast, collaboration is going to be easier and come more naturally. So how do you get to know your coworkers? Go out to lunch with them once a week. Go out for a drink after work. Grab a cup of coffee on a break for 10, 15 minutes. Talk to them outside of the business context. This is going to build a relationship for you with this person or people on your team, and it's going to play into your interrelationships on the team and help to facilitate collaboration efforts. I mean, most of my business partners and people I work with, I get to know them on a personal level, and it helps us to work better together. It also helps me to enjoy what I do better because I'm enjoying the people that I'm working with. Step number two, define clear roles and responsibilities and communicate expectations clearly. This is really, really important when you're dealing with team members. The biggest waste of time that I've seen in the engineering world is somebody working on something for hours and hours until they find out that they're not doing what was expected of them. And it's really not their fault because the person that gave them the work wasn't clear on the expectations. When you're collaborating on a team, part of collaboration is going to be assigning work to people or telling your team, like, we need to do this, 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 and this. And the absolute best way to do that is to be really clear. Your team should have defined roles and responsibilities. And when assigning tasks, you should lay out your expectations and preferably in an email. So there's no room for error. Doing those two things with your team is going to, again, facilitate collaboration and it's going to avoid conflict. I mean, this happens a lot with my wife and I. You know, we have three kids, young kids. We got a lot going on. You got soccer practices, swimming practices, Legos after school, all kinds of stuff. My wife and I both work. So we have to be really clear. It's just the same thing as in engineering, it's collaboration. We have a chalkboard actually in our kitchen where we can write down the whole week. Who's got what every day, what we're having for dinner. It gives the kids expectations and understanding of what's going on during the week. It's been extremely helpful for us. And for my kids, they get up in the morning, they look at the board, and they kind of get a feel for the day. Number three, define and discuss specific goals. This is something, again, I think a lot of engineering teams and professionals don't do. We have a big picture goal, which is the project or 90% plan submission, or a project submittal that's due on a certain date, that's a bigger picture goal. That's like an end result. But what are the goals? What are the milestones leading up to that? Are they clear? Does everyone on the team understand them and understand what they're going to need to do to accomplish that and how they're going to work together? Maybe having a board with your goals or milestones for projects will be helpful. Remember, when you collaborate with people, you need to be on the same page and be working towards common goals. And if you don't have those goals, that's obviously not going to happen. Step four, set aside time to discuss progress, address issues, receive feedback and suggestions. I'm sorry to be negative in this episode, but 
another thing that just never gets done. Who has time to do progress reviews anymore? Most of us don't. But the problem with that is, is that if you're going off on a tangent in a direction that's not good for the project or for your team and you don't course correct, you're just going to continue to go in the bad direction. This is something that I've had to do a bit with my career. I get to do a lot of different things. I get to do some good work in the nonprofit world with NYSSPE. I get to run the engineering career coach, some part-time instructing for the Seller Doer Academy. I have some other outlets as well, but I need to stop and retool sometimes. The engineering career coach a few years ago, I was just traveling all over the country doing talks. Wasn't getting a lot out of it. Wasn't getting a lot financially. Wasn't helping as many engineers as I could through ramping up the website and the podcast and doing it out of my own office. So I had to stop and I had to make a shift, but it took too long to figure that out. This goes for you in your career and with your team. If you have project meetings once a week, that's great, but you should also have progress meetings. Highlight issues, try to get feedback and suggestions from clients and incorporate them. This is going to help you to collaborate better. And I just hope that this gets done with your team because it doesn't get done with a lot of teams. It can even be applied to sports. Good coaches. Good coaches will look at a game. They'll review tape of what happened the last time they played a team and they'll make adjustments. We just don't seem to do that in life. So I would highly recommend that. Step five, communicate early at the beginning of a project. When you work on a team and when you work with different clients and different consultants, that's all collaboration. The earlier on you can open up the lines of communication on one of your engineering projects, the better it's going to be because engineering is intricate. If you start to move all the way down the road on a project and then all of a sudden you find out that something's wrong, that something got messed up, then you're in trouble and it causes conflict and collaboration goes bad. So I recommend sitting down with your team at the beginning of projects and just having like a brainstorming session. What could go wrong on this project? Where have we either had success or challenges in the past with this client? Take a beat on everything at the beginning. Throw everything out there and see what sticks. That's going to, again, facilitate much better collaboration. Step number six, foster a creative atmosphere. This is something that I I also think can be difficult sometimes in engineering teams because engineering companies are very structured. They're very corporate and they don't always offer the most creative atmosphere. What you can do to ensure that creativity is flowing through your team is encourage people to share ideas. As I said previously, build brainstorming into your meetings. Limit the size of your meetings, right? When there's too many people in a meeting, it makes it difficult to get really creative ideas. It makes it difficult to dig deep on issues, becomes more topical. Also, resist the urge to direct people and give advice all the time. Let someone give their own idea. Who knows what's going to come out of it, even if they're younger than you, even if they don't have as much experience. That's how you foster creativity. You give people a platform to be creative. Maybe even you have to change your physical atmosphere. Maybe you need to go and have one of your meetings at a restaurant over lunch as opposed to be stuck in a conference room that has no windows. It's not an atmosphere where you can really engage, connect, and get some really creative ideas flowing. Again, I know it's not always our strong point as engineers. We've done some good episodes on the podcast with Stu Wallace talking about right brain and creativity and right brain thinking, which you can refer to, but make an effort. Make an effort to be a little bit more creative in giving people the space to be creative. And you may be already, and if so, then kudos to you. But I see a lot of engineering firms that it's tough to do this. Step seven, allow large chunks of individual time. I think this is a little bit of a misnomer. 
when you're collaborating, it doesn't mean that you're always working with other people. That's obviously a main component of what collaboration is. But part of a team that's working well together is you get together as a team, but then you have to go back and execute on your tasks and your action items and your 80-20 important critical factor things that have to get done. And if you don't allow yourself time to do that, then you're not going to deliver for your team. You're not going to give yourself the time to produce. If you can't do that, then you're going to let your team down and then that calls for bad collaboration. So don't be so caught up on team, team, team that you don't give people their individual space to get their productive tasks done that they need to make the team successful. Step number eight, establish a productive system of communication. Communication is everything if you want a team to be productive and to collaborate in a way that is going to allow the team to be successful. And the challenge here is that there's a lot of different ways to communicate these days. You could be texting, you could be chatting, you could be emailing, you could be using some kind of social network. The point is, is to come up with a really good system for your team, whether it's an instant messaging platform, whether it's you have a procedure where you email if there's attachments or clients involved, otherwise everything goes through the messaging system. Figure out what that's going to be. Maybe you use video conferencing for your project meetings and progress meetings and just follow the system. Because if you come up with a good system and you stick to it, it's going to help for better collaboration. Step number nine, make collaborative information readily available. So if there's shared files, plans, specs that the entire team needs access to, a schedule, use technology to make sure that it's readily available, whether it's a Dropbox or a Google Drive or some kind of a cloud drive or a Google Sheet. Like for our content schedule for our two podcasts, this podcast and the Civil Engineering Podcast, we have a shared Google Sheet for our team so we can plan our schedule, plan our episodes, plan our guests, and it's easily available for the whole team. So it makes it easy for us to collaborate. There's no excuse for not doing this in today's world. The technology's there. You just need to use it. And you've got to make sure that everybody's on the same page and understands where to get the information. Step number 10, include every person on the team. You want to be careful not to duplicate work, not to inundate people with things that they don't need to see or that they may have done already and they don't need to do it again. But at the same time, you want to be inclusive of everybody on your team. You don't want people to feel left out because, again, that causes conflict. Conflict's really what can break collaboration. Be open. Be informative. Include people. Ask them for feedback. Value their opinions. And that'll strengthen your collaboration efforts. So those are the 10 steps that I wanted to share with you today to help foster better collaboration on your engineering teams. I'm going to run through them again to summarize. But I want you to stick with us for the Take Action Today segment because I want to tell you why it's so important that you implement this and start to collaborate more in your career starting today. So step one was to know your coworkers better. We talked about maybe getting outside of work, getting a drink, getting lunch. It's going to help with your collaboration efforts. Step two is to define clear roles and responsibilities and clearly communicate expectations. People can't collaborate if they're not clear on what they're supposed to produce for the team. Step three, define and discuss specific goals. Get some goals that your team can work towards together. That's collaboration itself. Step four, set aside time to discuss progress, address issues, receive feedback and suggestions. Remember, you don't want your team to get off track and never get back on. And if you don't check your progress, that's very possibly going to happen. 
Step five, communicate early on at the beginning of the project. Do not wait on an intricate engineering project to brainstorm and get all of your potential problems, challenges on the table. Do it from day one. Step six, foster a creative atmosphere. Brainstorming. Ask people for their ideas. Keep the group size small. Resist the urge to constantly direct and give advice. Step seven, allow large chunks of individual time. Yeah, get together as a team, but then let people go do their thing. A good balance between those two is important for good collaboration. Step eight, establish a productive system for communication. Step nine, make collaborative information readily available. Use the cloud, use different kinds of technology. People need access to things. Make sure that they have that access. Step 10, include every person on your team. Be inclusive. The intern might have some of the best possible advice for you on how to improve your productivity or make more revenue on your project. So with that, let's jump into the Take Action Today segment and close this one out. All right, now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. Today's show, we're talking about collaboration. And in this Take Action Today segment, I want to give you one reason that's going to make you stop listening to this podcast and go collaborate today. But before I do that, I do want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. Engineers often ask me what exam prep materials or review courses they should use when preparing for the FEP or SE exam. Hands down, I recommend PPI. I personally used PPI's materials to pass my exams, and I recently had a chance to demo their review courses. It's why I feel confident recommending PPI for those of you planning to take the next step in your career. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at PPITopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use the promo code COACH for a 20% discount. All right, so here's the secret on collaboration. Just think about it this way. You're one person. You can do so much in a day or in a week or in a month. But if you start to build up a strong team that's collaborating with you, think about what you can accomplish in your career, in your life. It's limitless. I mean, listen, I'm one person and I've been able to put out 200 podcast episodes, probably 500 articles in the past few years through the Engineering Career Coach website on top of many other endeavors that I undertake. And a large part of it is because of collaboration. I've got a great team here at the Engineering Career Coach. I really just record these episodes and then everything else gets done from the team. So keep that in mind. If you want to do amazing, great things, you're going to need to collaborate. And that's why I want you to try to implement some of these steps and start to do so today. And you'll find that your ability and the power that you have to get big things done is going to increase exponentially What a powerful team around you. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. I would love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions. Go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash collaborating. That's collaborating, all lowercase. There you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episodes, as well as links to any resources I might have mentioned during the episode. You can leave questions in the comments section or visit the Ask Us tab on the website. We monitor all comments and will respond if you leave us one. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series 
created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.